the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. Today is Monday, January the 16th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. Today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It's also Religious Freedom Day. I'll come back to both of those in a moment. On January 16, 1991, the White House announced the start of Operation Desert Storm to drive Iraqi forces out of Kuwait. Many of us remember that. Some remember because they were there. They were part of that Operation Desert Storm. Today in 27 BC, none of us were there that day, but it's a part of history. Today in 27 BC, Caesar Augustus was declared the first emperor of the Roman Empire by the Senate. Many have said, and I have said that myself, I, in looking at history, we see too many parallels between some of the things that are going on in our own country and some of the things that were recorded happening in Rome during the early days of this century. 27 B.C., Caesar Augustus. Every Christmas, we hear his name when we read the Christmas story. He played big in the final days of the Roman Empire. It was a disaster. Today, in 1865, Union Major General William T. Sherman decreed that 400,000 acres of land in the South would be divided into 40-acre lots and given to former slaves. The order, however, was later revoked by President Andrew Johnson, It's believed to have inspired the expression, 40 acres and a mule. Today, in 1920, prohibition began in the United States as the 18th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution took effect one year to the day after its ratification. It was later repealed, however, by the 21st Amendment. Today, in 2003, the space shuttle Columbia blasted off for what turned out to be its last flight. The mission ended in tragedy on February 1 when the shuttle broke up during its return descent, killing all seven crew members. Ten years ago today, Pauline Friedman Phillips died in Minneapolis. She was 94 years old. You knew her as Dear Abby. On Religious Freedom Day, we commemorate the anniversary of the passing of a state law that has shaped and secured our cherished legacy of religious liberty. That's a quote from President Donald Trump, January 16, 2018. He made that statement. He continued, President Trump said, Our forefathers seeking refuge from religious persecution believed in the eternal truth that freedom is not a gift from the government, but a sacred right from Almighty God. On the coattails of the American Revolution, he said, on January 16, 1786, the Virginia General Assembly passed the Virginia Statute of Religious Freedom. This seminal bill, penned by Thomas Jefferson, states that all men shall be free to profess 
and by argument to maintain their opinions in matters of religion, and that the same shall in no wise diminish, enlarge, or affect their civil capacities. The 114th Congress issued a resolution on January 16, 2017. It said this, Whereas American democracy is rooted in the fundamental truth that all, all are created equal, endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights, among which are life, liberty, then the pursuit of happiness. Whereas the First Amendment protects the right of individuals to freely express and act on their religious beliefs, as well as the freedom of all individuals to not be coerced to profess or act on a religious belief to which they do not adhere, and to practice their faith without fear of intimidation. We don't hear a lot about this being Religious Freedom Day, but we should. We should be very aware that religious freedom costs a great price in America. And religious freedom is in the, is in the eye of the of the uh, of the scope of the gun today from the uh, from the left. It was re, it was resolved. This this particular piece of legislation was resolved by the Senate, the House of Representatives concurring that Congress honors the 230th anniversary of the passage of the Virginia Statute for Religious Freedom. The statute preceded the First Amendment by five years. It was drafted by Thomas Jefferson in 1777 and passed the Virginia Assembly on January 16, 1786. We have a rich heritage in our country of religious freedom, unlike any country in the history of the world. It is being challenged today in ways that it has not been challenged before. As I was thinking about this just a few moments ago and was praying and thinking about the things that I would be talking about on the program today as we originate live at 9 a.m. on the ACN stations. Some of you are hearing this just a little bit delayed. But as I was thinking about it, I thought of a verse that you don't hear quoted often, perhaps. In fact, you don't hear a lot of verses from this particular book quoted often. But in Nahum chapter 1, verse 7, one of my favorite verses The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. Sometimes when things are overwhelming, and they often are in our culture today, for all the reasons that we talk about here on this program, sometimes we need to take a deep breath and take a step back and say the Lord is good. He's a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows me. And he knows that I trust in him. As imperfect as I am, and as daunting as the circumstances in our world are, he knows that I trust in him, and I'm going to continue to trust in him. I think Paul might have had that same conversation with himself. He wrote to the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. He said, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. And a verse from Psalm 138 that we hear often, I will repeat, though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me, thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies. 
and and thy right hand shall save me. And then, of course, there's this verse, that hundreds of millions of people have held close to their heart. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. These are troubling times, to say the least. But our trust is in God, because God is in control. We are not, politicians are not, world governments are not. We are all under the authority of Almighty God, whether we believe in Him or not. We are under His authority. Nothing happens that God doesn't allow. He doesn't cause things, but He allows things. God is in control. Martin Luther King Jr., among the many speeches that he gave, probably the most famous, is usually identified as the character speech. He said, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will be judged, they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. CBS says this, (laughs) writing on this issue, weighing in on this, as they do. CBS is saying, This sentence spoken by Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. has been quoted countless times as expressing one of America's bedrock values. Its language almost sounded like a constitutional amendment on equality. I'm quoting CBS News. Yet today, years after King shared his This vision, during his most famous speech, there is considerable disagreement over what it means. The quote is used to support opposing views on politics, affirmative action, programs intended to help the disadvantaged, just as the words of the nation's founders are parsed for modern meanings on guns and abortion, so are King's words used in debates over the proper place of race in America. As we mark the King holiday, what might we what what might he ask of us in a time when both the president and the disproportionate number of people in poverty are black? They wrote this during the Obama years. Would King have wanted us to completely ignore race in a colorblind society? To consider race as one of the many factors about a person? How do we discern character today? That key sentence, how do we discern character today, caught my attention. That's why I quoted what they were saying 10 years ago. They would be saying that again today with a reference a little different to the presidency. Because people have lost their way in our country, particularly in America today, with such a solid founding of biblical truth. Our nation was founded on prayer to God, not Allah or someone else, but to God, the God, the Hebrew God of the Bible, Almighty God, who was and is and evermore shall be, that God, the creator of all things, in the beginning, God, that God, Jehovah. We were founded on a belief in him and his word. This nation was founded on principles that came from those truths of God's word. And character was always measured according to the principles, the Judeo-Christian 
principles of the Bible. But only in more recent years has so-called progressivism begun to take hold, like a cancer in our society. And we have lost our way because we don't know how to judge character anymore because there are no absolutes in the world of the left, the so-called progressive, which is the most regressive, destruction, destructive ideology that has ever forced itself on the world. It is the prelude to what we have seen under dictators in Russia, China, and elsewhere. It is the prelude to that. We have lost our way in the sense of our dependence upon God. And that's why we see the chaos around us. And it just continues to boil and and roll and groan and try to survive. And we find people saying anything. It doesn't matter what is the truth because the truth has been canceled and nobody cares about the truth on the left. They care about the expediency of what they're doing. What they're doing in their mind, politically and culturally, and from a religious point of view as well, what the left is doing is so noble in their mind that whatever it takes to achieve that end is right and righteous. It's the thing to do. No wonder CBS is asking that question. They don't know. They don't have any direction. They're, they're just following along, being prompted by far left, the Joe Bidens of the world, the Kamala Harris's, the Ocasio-Cortez, you, you know them all. That's what's the matter with the media today. They have no direction. They don't have any sense of balanced reporting. So they're even asking the question, of how do you judge character? They don't know. They have no clue. That's what's wrong in America today. Which brings us to our country today and what's happening. But just remember, God is in control. And we may be beaten and pushed around and all of that that Paul wrote about, but God is our source. He is the rock on which we build our lives. It's interesting, <laughs> very interesting. When you see the media, when you see the media turn on a far left president and begin to not support him as he's used to being supported, it gets your attention. You know things have gotten pretty bad for a Democrat when even the left wing media won't engage in their cover up. And that's what we're seeing with President Biden right now. It doesn't happen very often, but it does happen. And when it does, it means there's a rough road ahead for the progressive politician. It won't last but for a season. I can promise you that the, the media has not been saved. They haven't been restored. They are who they are, and they will continue to be that because they are institutionally, systemically given over to progressivism and secularism and humanism. And they have raised, we have raised a generation of reporters who have no twinge of guilt when they lie to the public or mislead the public, knowingly so to cover a politician that represents their particular point of view. But even the far-left biased press is now refusing to cover for Joe Biden. And they've known him a long time. That's all he's ever done. He's a multi-multi-millionaire. He's worth millions and millions of dollars. 
But all he's ever done is be a public servant. By the way, did you know, I, I, I only noticed it because it was carefully tucked into the bottom of a story the other day, uh, just, just a few days ago that I was reading. But did you know that our public servants voted themselves a $34,000 annual raise in the dark of night the other night? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Difficult times in America, but a $34,000 raise, annual raise, that's a pretty good raise. I mean, that's a lot. That's Anyway, when the press turns on these far-left Democratic politicians, you know it's going to be pretty bad. The news that Biden illegally stole classified government documents boiled all over the weekend. Well, the vice president when he was vice president, and then they moved, he moved them around without any apparent concern at all for their security while sharing an office with his son, Hunter. All of this is being disclosed now. Over the weekend, the New York Post published an excellent article um, about this. It's very factual. It's very highly sourced. And boy, it's, it, it's just more alarming than we already were alarmed. Normally, this wouldn't rate as news to the far-left Democratic press. But when Trump had some of these documents, and I don't, I don't for a moment condone that. He should not have done that. Maybe he didn't know. Maybe he did. I don't know. But it's wrong. And it's wrong for Biden. But Biden held back on, the, on his documents, and, and the government... Um, <laughs> The government assisted him in doing so, and so did the press, until after the midterm election. And that's worth noting. Normally, as I said, this wouldn't be in the news. The The news media in America knows that the Biden family is corrupt. There's no other way a person as impaired as Hunter, through his drug abuse and all of that could make millions and millions of dollars outside of the entertainment industry than by selling influence. And that's what he does. And everybody knows that. The press laughs about it. But the sheer stupidity of the press's attempted defense, coupled with the obvious lies the Bidens are telling about the left-wing media outlets, has forced the news guys to do something very foreign to them, to do some honest reporting, or a little bit of a tad bit of honest reporting. After days of weak, passive defense of President Biden over the news that classified documents were found at the Penn-Biden Center, then a testy Wednesday back and forth, the White House briefing, the, the dam broke, as they say, and it flooded out. The information flood began, and it's all over the country now. I mean, everybody that pays attention knows what's going on. Thursday afternoon, last Thursday afternoon, following Attorney General Merrick Garland's appointment of a special counsel, Robert Herr, to investigate Biden's handling of the classified documents and at least two other discoveries of classified documents at Biden's willing uh, a home in Delaware, the residence where he lives in Wilmington, the lights began to turn on. ABC, CBS, NBC all broke into regular programming for Garland's announcement. They don't do that unless it's important to them. And somehow it became important to them. With few exceptions, there were some exceptions, but for the most part, they savaged the president and his administration for misleading the public. I think they're embarrassed. I think they have stood for this man through, you know, hell and high water and not reporting the news in an unbiased way at all 
just merely supporting their candidate and their person in office, their public servant. And now all of a sudden, he has betrayed them as he has betrayed the American public on so many fronts, not just these documents. This is the latest. But rather than summarize the content of the conversation on ABC and CBS and NBC, I wrote an article today, and I put the links of what they're actually saying, what they actually said about this, all three of the major networks, ABC, CBS, and NBC, and Fox is a major network as well, but I wouldn't include them in that. They haven't taken that position, and I'm not defending them. I'm just saying they haven't taken that position. But on on our website, faithandfreedom.us, I wrote an article today including what ABC, CBS, and NBC has been saying about this recently in the last couple of days. I think if you want to take the time to check it out, I think you'll find it interesting. It's very telling, and it's where I'm sourcing what I'm saying from, as a matter of fact, um, in part, at least today. But it's got so bad for Joe that all of these broadcasts are rather angry in some of their reporting about the obstruction of the Biden administration on this story. I don't think they really care about Biden, perhaps not even about the documents, but they are embarrassed. All three are kind of whining about how Joe campaigned on transparency. Well, he did. He talked about it all the time. You take a look behind the scenes, and, I mean, it's pretty obvious. The guy is, I I mean, he says one thing and does something else. There are no moral uh, guidances. There's no moral pinning in what these people do because they don't believe in absolutes. They say they believe. They say they're devout in their Christianity and their faith, but they don't live by that faith. They don't live by the Bible, which is the basis of that faith. I mean, that is the word of the Lord. How could that possibly happen? Those are the words of Joe Biden. Oh, not about himself, about Donald Trump. Here's what he actually said when Trump, when they found documents at Trump's place in Florida here a while back. Joe Biden said, quote, How could that possibly happen? How could anyone be that irresponsible? And I thought, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? By that, I mean names of people who helped. It is just totally irresponsible. Those were Joe Biden's words about Trump on September 18, 2022, regarding Trump's classified documents scandal. It didn't take long for Biden's hypocrisy to be exposed because it runs deep. That's what Martin Luther King was talking about. He was talking about character. And CBS, in following up on his speech, is asking the question, how do you judge character? They don't know how to judge character. And that's why progressivism is so destructive. It leads a person to where they have no moral guidance in their life. They are lost, truly lost in the darkness of life. And they wander around, feeling their way, looking for truth and reality, trying to find it in the context of progressivism, which is anti-Christian, anti-God, and it's really uh, anti-life as far as a culture goes. So that's where we are today in in this country. Mark Lewis, writing for Town Hall this morning in an article, it was titled, It's a Symptom not the disease. He said, deeds like this come from either uh, 
either party and are utterly stupid and incompetent, or, or they come from sinister motives that show a deranged view of proper government service. Yes, Mr. Biden, how could anybody be so irresponsible? He goes on, it's kind of a long article, but he says later in the article, he says, careless, reckless handling of classified documents, a matter which might risk the safety and welfare of the American nation and people is totally inexcusable. I don't care who does it. I don't care which party it is. We're paying these people good money to do a job, to make wise decisions that will benefit and advance the American people. Both Democrats and Republicans are miserably failing us. They are failing us morally, economically, socially, militarily, and by just about every other standard one can measure their actions. In what area are they truly succeeding? He concludes, he says, these classified document scandals are a symptom, folks, not the disease. We elected these people. We have no one to blame but ourselves. They are, the o- they are only a further reflection and representation of the utter corruption and misguidance of the garbage that we've sent to Washington, D.C. That was published on Town Hall website. They are a subsidiary or owned by Salem Broadcasting, which owns a number of radio stations, some of which you are listening to as we speak. That's the, where we find ourselves in our culture today. Hunter said Joe Biden will face no consequences. Derek Hunter, in his article, he said Joe Biden will face no consequences for what would land him in prison any more than you can land any kinds of no-show jobs that made him and his family filthy rich. He says... <laughs> He says it's different when a Democrat politician does it. Normal people don't have anything to sell that the enemies of this country want to buy. There was a time such a reality would be of interest to journalists than more interest to journalists than reporting and breaking a story on it would bring about rewards, fame, and riches to whoever did. They'd even make a movie about you, but that time is gone, at least for now, until another Republican is occupying the White House. We need to pray for our country. We are in dire straits, perilous times. But again, let me emphasize the fact, and I don't. I think many of you, because I I read the notes that you send. And by the way, thank you so much for your support. We we simply wouldn't be here without it. We are totally funded by your contributions, and so many of you stand with us every month. And I want to thank you for that. I'm very aware of your names. I don't know you all. I haven't met you for sure, but I'm familiar with your names. I I see your notes and comments that you make. And I I just want to thank you. And if you listen to this program and you haven't been supporting it, if you feel it's, it's a value, if you don't, then just don't worry about it. But if you feel there's value in what we're doing and, and uh, so on, I would encourage you to prayerfully consider supporting this in this new year of 2023. We need your support. And I make no bones about it. If I didn't believe in this with all of my heart, I wouldn't be doing it. And so I have no reservation in asking you to stand with me if you feel God would have you to do that. So thank you in advance. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009, or you can go to our website and make a contribution there. It's faithandfreedom.us. But anyway, I was saying that we live in these perilous times, 
But the thing that we must impress upon ourselves, and myself included, I mean, sometimes I can just think, man, you know, what what's going on here? But remember that God is in control. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.